Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Do you know, we've got a series of messages. Uh, something else I forgot. So on the 24th, we have our service on the 24th, not on 25th as traditionally we do. And one of the reasons is um, some people find it difficult to come on 24th Sunday and then come back on Monday morning uh, for the service. But I would like to challenge you for this coming 25th that you will spend it with your family. Not only with your family or those who don't have a family, that you come them to join your family. I think it's a great testimony that we do. Sometimes we spend too much time with Christians and forget to invite those who do not know Christ yet. Please invite those to come to your house and have a meal with you. Have a time with you. Why not? We have experienced that in the past. I say in my, in, in my um, ministry, and we've done that many times, and God have blessed tremendously um, that way. So please... Um, try to have community. Those who probably don't have complete family or a small family, invite them to join yours. It's lovely and good to be together in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and your family this Christmas. It's 25th. So on 24th, we're going to be here celebrating it. And the next Sunday is our carol singing here. And then James is preaching. And we've got some uh, people... Uh, we invite somebody to come. Um, so everyone do, uh, do your part in inviting people to come. All right? Father, I want to thank you for Jay. I ask you to speak through him as you, what you have spoken to him. Let your Holy Spirit guide him and bless him and bless your church. And let your will be done in his life today and evermore. Amen. Bless you, brother. Good morning, church. I'm going to set my timer to keep in time because I might run out. Um, Anybody who heard me preach, you guys can see that I overrun all the time. Uh, But let let the Holy Spirit guide me. Um, I want to touch on something that James was talking about in the morning. I don't know if you guys listen to all the sermons that I preach on just on this pulpit. Everything leads into how Holy Spirit can guide us and teach us in our lives. So it doesn't matter um, if you walk with Christ for the last 10 years or 15 years. If you come to church and sit in here and not understand how God communicates to you, how God imparts wisdom in your brain, I don't know what you're doing. Seriously, I don't know. Because the Holy Spirit is the core lifeline in your life. He's the core. Because every single decision that you make, every single thought process comes into your mind, everything that filters down to your heart, it is to be from the Holy Spirit. Because let Him intercede in your decisions. Let Him intercede in your thinking. That's when you start to see fruits in your life. Amen? James, thank you for that in the morning. Now, Christmas. Feliz Navidad. I can sing. If you don't believe I can sing, but I can sing. Um, so what is Christmas? What is Christmas? Before you go, I say that, I'll tell you what is Christmas for me when I was growing up. 
lot of alcohol, lot of sweets, cakes, people getting drunk, picking fights for no reason. This is the Christmas that I saw for nearly 17 years, I would say. That is the Christmas in our cultures, am I right? All I see was when you come from the church, first thing you see is my dad is running to get his whiskey bottles and lined it up. And then he's so proud of his whiskey and all of that. And this guy, little me going on and whatever going on. That's, that's his Christmas for him. If you ask him that day what the priest said in the church, but I grew up as a Catholic, I don't think he will remember anything. Because he would be in the church and thinking about his bottles. I'm telling you that. Uh, this makes like my dad is an alcoholic. He's not, but he loves his drink. Right? He loved to host. He loved to be the host. And, and then in my mother, probably, he, she thinks about what kind of bigger meal that she's going to present to a family that outdo all of the other meals that she did. That is her goal. Right? And this is the Christmas for most of us, right? But since I became a Christian, I started to see a different way of celebrating uh, uh, a Christmas. I mean, I still love the gift. Still waiting for gift from what my wife's going to give me. You know, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody thinks that way, right? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, to, to getting a gift from somebody. But let's think in, in a different way how we can have a gift, how we can celebrate Christmas, right? Now, there were three things that I was preparing for this sermon and then reading quite a lot and then listening quite a lot. It just come to me for similar theme that comes up. Number one is, um, to remember in Jesus... There were three things. Can somebody guess me a one thing? What do you mean by remembering Jesus? Is it a hard question? His love. His love? Good. Ah? Son of God? Okay. That's remembering Jesus. Now, if I ask you to narrow it down, the birth of Christ, what do you guys say can say about that? Give me one thing. Something special said from angel to the shepherds. What do you say? Fear not. The good news is here. Alright. So the birth of Jesus brings us good news. What is this good news? We all know what this good news is. At the end of it, Jesus died for our sins. He paid for our sins. And that is the good news. Right? That is the news, not the good news. That is the news. The mankind hold on that news. We're supposed to be perished by now. Right? Dinosaurs took over, dinosaurs took over, took over the earth by now, but God didn't let that happen because He died for our sins. He let us, He gave us another lifeline, another lifeline, and another lifeline. And that is the good news. Yeah? Number two, the greatest gift of all is act of giving. You give. You give and give and give. Some of your wives, you give and give and give, but you don't get anything from your husbands. Some of your husbands give and give and give, you don't get anything from your wives. I'm not trying to stir up problems in the families, but I'm telling you, I'm only joking. But, you give. As Christians, you give. You're supposed to give. This is your call. Why? Because your Savior, Savior gave 
everything. He gave himself for you. He took your place. Amen? Amen. Number three, gift of grace and salvation. Right? By he, Jesus Christ, Son of Man, died on the cross. He gave us the gift of grace. Can you imagine if we do not have grace? Some of you who thinks that you guys have a halo on your head, imagine there is no grace. Grace is something that you should carry for yourself and for others. You must first forgive yourself before you forgive somebody else. And you forgive somebody else, so and forth. Amen? Now, now that's, I want to take you to number one. The good news of his arrival did not start in the major, not in Bethlehem, right? Where did this good news start? Where, where did his arrival start? For us. God don't have a end or a start or an end, right? We know that. But I'm asking you, for us, where do you see God in the first time? Huh? My man's on fire today. God is there from the beginning. Right? He didn't, he didn't just, in, in Bethlehem, it's not his beginning. Jesus' beginning is not in Bethlehem. He was in the beginning with God. When he created everything, he was overlooking everything. He had a plan. He goes to me, I am going to come this day, that day. I'm going to speak to Mary. I'm going to send my angel. I say, I'm going to born into a virgin woman and I'm going to be in this place. He planned all of that from the beginning. We only knew that Jesus came into this world in this manger, but he, he didn't. He was in the beginning, overlooking everything, planning everything, just for us, for our salvation. Do you see how big this goes? It's like a CIA conspiracy. <laughs> Even bigger than that. Amen, Ruth. All right. Am I, am I getting somewhere? You guys understand where we, this is going? Amen. Now, now, why is the biggest question? Why his birth is so important to us? Why is his birth is so important to us? What I mean is, why is birth as a human being is important to us? Why God became a man and walked on this earth a man called Jesus? Jesus is fully man and fully God. Right? Why is it so important God became man and walked on this earth? What does it mean to you? Obviously, he did die for our sins. But I want to talk about yada, yada, yada. You know the in-between stuff? That. Why is it important that he created the world with God and he became a man and then he lived as a man and then died on the cross? What did he do between as a man only walking this earth? Huh? Example, right? He absorbed, listen to this very carefully. This is where love comes in. He absorbed everything what you and me feel today. He absorbed the pain. He absorbed the disappointment. He, he find a way to live. He find a way to eat. He find a way to worship. He find a way to praise. That's why he did. Because he wants to know what is it like to be you. 
and do it for the perfection. He did what you cannot do. Are you guys with me? As a man, he did what you cannot do. That is the only way that he can be the perfect sacrifice. Right? When, when God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, God come and stopped him and said, no, 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 that is not the perfect sacrifice. I have a perfect sacrifice. I do not need your son to die for me. I've got my son to die for me. Amen? And this is what happened. This is a transition that happened. This is why it's very important Jesus became as a man and then walked on this earth. You guys with me? Amen. <clears throat> now, number two. To recognize his birth and walk as a Christian, it's very important that we recognize the role of Christ in this world and the Godship of Christ. And it's very important is that we proclaim that every day that whoever that we meet, even not even in the words, at least in your character, at least the way you live, at least the way you walk. I don't know how you walk as a Christian, but Though everything what you do must proclaim his Godship in your life. Amen? Now, we must testify his Godship to the world. His birth is the key to human salvation and redemption. It's very important that anybody that you meet in day-to-day life, anybody that you talk in day-to-day life, that you remember yourself, that this person that you meet, especially in this time, people call this holiday time, right? Some people call Xmas time. I know it comes from a Greek word, Xmas, but I personally don't like it. I call it Christmas, as it's supposed to be, because it represents Christ, right? Especially in this time, you talk to somebody you pick up a conversation, you talk about Christmas, make sure you, part of your conversation is about Jesus, part of your conversation is about Christ. Why we celebrate Christ. I see a lot of people celebrate Christmas, they have no meaning to it. They didn't even know why they celebrating Christmas. I used to be one of them. Right? You need to know why do you celebrate this? For them, it's a pagan festival. It used to be a pagan festival back in the day in Roman. But if you know the history about Christmas, you will understand more about why Christmas became Christmas. It's called Mass of Christ. Right? It's very, you let people know, as a Christian, it's your duty and job to let them know, you are celebrating my Savior. What does it mean to you? How this can affect you? I remember when I was working, used to work in retail, a lot of people coming to buy Christmas gifts. So this is the early stage of my Christianity. So I was so excited to go, this guy celebrate Christmas. Might be a Christian. When I talk about it, it's nothing to do with Christmas. He loves gifts. Right? But they put the, it, it makes me, it may, used to make me angry because I'm a new Christian. I'm all pumped up. And why do you call it Christmas? Just call yourself a gift day. Because it's Christmas. It's my Savior's day. I mean, we all know Jesus didn't born on the 25th of December. Please tell me all you know that, right? Right, thank you. Thank you for that one. He born in somewhere around May to June. It's called Nisan 1 in Jewish calendar. Right? So, but we chose to, I'm not going to go down to all of that history, but 25th 
is the day that we celebrate. But you have to, this is the day that we remember a birth of our Christ. Actually, you know what? You should, more than celebrate, you should cry for the pain that he's going to go through for you. You know that in, other, in a few months' time, he, he, we're going to celebrate Easter, which is what does that represent? The amount of pain that he went through for you. You know? So this is your, your identity card. This is your pain that you carry. This is the cross that you carry to let people know what Christmas is. Amen? And this was it meant by it is your responsibility and to let him know is Godship. Amen? Now, well, um, so what you can um, learn from his birth, God keeps his promises. Right? Where we can find that? Let's go to Genesis 3, 14, 15. He says, The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals. Domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as no longer as you live, as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and the, between your offsprings. And the offspring, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And this is the promise that God gave about Jesus Christ. So that tells that God always holds his promise when it comes to you. Right? Even when you fall, Genesis 3 talks about your fall, right? Even when he falls. It's so funny because, not, not funny, it's amazing what God did. Even though Eve ate the apple, even though, and then Adam follows that footsteps, yeah? But God, for me, it seems like personally, God took Adam and Eve's side. How dare you come and do this to my children? See how much he loves you? He would have, he would have taken Adam and Eve out completely and they made new ones, but he didn't do that. He chose to love you first and then forgive you, right? And then he went to serpent and said, I know what I'm going to do with you. Right? And then they gave a promise, one day I know how to win this, because I already planned it. Right? Amen? Now, second thing, what you can learn from his birth, is obedience leads to salvation. Right? If you go to John 14, 15, he says, if you love me enough, you will obey my commandments. I remember when I was growing up, I come from school or whatever, my dad came from vacation. My mom tells me, do this, do this, do this. I didn't, nah, I'm not going to do anything for you. But my dad asked me, can you do that for me, please? I will, do, I will go over the moon to do whatever you ask me to do. You know why? Because she's coming from a loving voice and he will never ever beat me. My mother used to beat me around the house. You know I mean, he throw anything at us house. Whatever around there, it comes to my head, literally. I was a naughty kid too. But what I'm trying to tell you is, my mother was very heavy-handed, my dad was not. He's very soft-spoken, he's very loving. He always, he always, he, he always talked to my heart. So I would just go beyond and above to do whatever he asked me to do. Alright? So, what I'm trying to tell you is, if you love him enough, if you understand what he did for you on the cross, you will obey his commands. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? No, I don't think you guys do. If you understand the heaviness of what he did on the cross, what he did, how many nails he took on the cross? He bled for you. 
I don't know if you guys know if you guys, for me, it, it, I, I can cry right now. Try not to. When you got whipped, do you know those things that made in Romans? They are vicious weapons. The skin comes out. It's not like one of those baby whips that you get. The skin peels out. I don't know if there's a document in uh, Discovery that tells about Roman weapons and they talk about Jesus, how he suffered. The skin peels off. You can see your bones. You can see the rib in your flesh. Those nails are not tiny nails that we used to put frames, uh, Christmas decorations on. Massive nails piercing through. He took that much of a pain for you. That's physically. Can you imagine mentally that in his spiritual realm, in his spiritual nature, that he, he starts to understand the sin of the world, the heaviness of the weight of the world. Your sin, the sin that you committed yesterday, today and tomorrow, that he took upon that him. I think that is more painful for him than the physical pain. And that is what I meant by they should understand what he did for you. If you think about this every day, you will be a better person. Because he sacrificed for you. Imagine if your mama or dad, your brother or sister, your husband or wife do that to you. Right? This is what I mean by Christian. Amen? And number three, what you can learn from his birth. He is the Messiah. Right? Where does it say in the Bible? Uh, John 4, 25-26. The woman said, You know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus said to the woman, I am the Messiah. That the good news for us is, He's still here. He never left. Because he promised to the Holy Spirit, you will have a guiding light. I will leave a friend with you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to hold you. Since the day you were born, since the day you will close your eyes, even then I am going to hold your hand. I'm going to walk through it. This is why it's very important what James said in the morning. Alright? So this is what Christmas means to you. Now, I'm going to come to my original second point, giving. Now, Jesus, as Jesus gave his life for us, it's your duty in this time of period, this Christmas, to give. How do you give? First, you share the word of God with them. You share the gospel with them, what the Bible says about Christ. What did Christmas do you? What who Jesus is? This is what the biggest thing you can give. And the other way you can give is someone who is in need, I don't know, don't have a family, invite them to your house, invite them for a meal, have a conversation. Uh, this, is, this is the other thing. We shouldn't limit this just for Christmas. Make this as a start, and then you can carry on for the rest of the year. There's so many people other, uh, on the other side, they need spiritual food than physical food. They want somebody to talk to. Uh, it can be your neighbor. It can be the person that you work with. You don't know what's going on in their mind. That is number two. Now, grace and salvation. Now, they, this is the biggest part in this period of time, right? So you have somebody at work, your brother or sister, somebody used to be in your life, right? The trickiest part, the best part, the juicy ones, the juicy bits. 
learn to forgive them. They have done many, many, many bad things to you. They might have hurt you the ways that you can't even imagine. Oh, Jay, you haven't got a clue what they did to me. But you are a Christian. You haven't got a clue what they said about me. But you are a Christian. You are a follower of Christ. You have no idea what they took of me. You are a follower of Christ. That is not how you behave. You don't complain. You just forgive. You won't be able to forget, forget because that's how your brain works. It's going to be stored up in your mind. But this is, this is the beauty of it. The Bible talks about renewing your mind every day for a reason, not for jokes. Not to read about it and forget about it. The reason the Bible takes takes you, renew your mind every day. When it's come to these circumstances, you renew your mind. Even in your heart to forget, forgive somebody, you renew your mind what Christ did to you. He forgave and hung on the cross for a reason, just to love you and to forgive you. So why you, why you, why you cannot do that? Amen? And this is what Christmas is all about. So by you doing that, by you giving somebody grace, by you giving somebody mercy or grace, that will lead to his salvation because you know why the closest thing to Christ to that person it is you at the moment that moment when you forgive him he will see something in you make sure that he see Christ's character in you the person who do not know Jesus you are the closest thing to Jesus do you understand me what I'm trying to tell you church today you know, they might not see Jesus all in his glory coming down from heaven telling me, I am Jesus, believe me. No, this is why you have the greatest, what? Commission to represent him, the messenger. Amen? And salvation, like I said, the reason they can get saved the way you act, the way you forgive, the way you understand them, the way you treat them, the way you love them. Amen? That's why, that's a record time, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word today, Father. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.